Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to Starseed Radio Academy, empowering Starseed to better serve the planet. Welcome to Starseed Radio Academy. It's Tuesday, August 11th, 2015, and I'm your host, Arielle Taylor, with my co-hosts, Lavendar and Anastasia. Our eighth Crystal Quest to Arkansas is October 11 through 17, and we're gathering members of the Crystal Soul Group to participate. This group is identified by having at least one of these six star markings on your chart, either 25, 26, or 27 degrees of Capricorn, Cancer, Aquarius, Leo, Taurus, or Scorpio. We have a few spots still available, so if you feel the call of the crystals but aren't sure if you have the required markings, just send an email to crystals at starseedhotline.com with your birth info and make sure you include the date, uh, the exact time, the place of your birth, as well as your current location, and I'll be happy to take a quick look at your charts to see if you have the required star markings and then send you more information if you do. And we have several shows in our archives entitled Crystal Quest Stories if you'd like to hear more from people who have already been there. We are happy to introduce Giovanna as our guest this evening. She is a quantum energy alchemist, intuitive counselor, clairvoyant, creative consultant, truth warrior, metaphysical educator, writer, and public speaker, integrated with projects in film and fashion. Giovanna was born with an otherworldly knowing and healing ability and experienced many supernatural occurrences starting in early childhood that helped her to navigate a very challenging start in life. In 1997, she was brought online with her life mission and began the recalibration toward what many call ascension. For this, she left a lucrative career in the fashion industry and began another journey into the dark underworld where she was forced to let go of all she knew to remember fully who she is. For the last 15 years, this is what she now assists others in doing, being the divine human they truly are and revealing the beauty each holds within. While doing much of her work behind the scenes, she has also given talks at the UN and New Life Expo in New York City and has been a featured guest on local television and radio shows across the country. In 2003, she received her master's degree in counseling psychology at NYU in traditional psychotherapy. Even though she's been doing metaphysical work her whole life, she considers this show to be her coming out in the field of galactic partnership. Her passion is to co-create with others in the mutual goal of bringing paradise back to Gaia. And to contact Giovanna, you can visit her website at www.beyourbeauty.com. And she is also going to speak a little bit about another passion of hers, Westside German Shepherd Rescue, and that is sheprescue.org. At the top of the show, it's the Starseed News with Anastasia, bringing topics of interest to starseeds that you won't hear in the mainstream. And we'd like to thank Fiona and Tammy for hosting the switchboard this evening. We have an online Starseed community at starseedhotline.ning.com. And thank you, Tammy, for your dedication to the forum. 
You can download our show podcasts on iTunes or right from our Blog Talk Radio episode page if you just look for the little cloud with an arrow on it. If you'd like to support our show, just click follow on our page here at Blog Talk and you'll get our weekly show notices. The toll-free number for StarseedHotline.com is 888-881-0881. The Stage 1 Starseed confirmations are based on Lavendar's discovery of star markings and your natal astrological chart. And the Stage 2 session is a one-on-one phone session available with Lavendar, Anastasia, or myself. Remote healing sessions for people and pets are also available with Tammy. And if you have a birthday coming up, you need to find out when those 10 hours of power power are so that you can take full advantage of that manifestational ability. So you can find out when that happens by requesting your solar return timing. So first this evening, I would like to introduce Anastasia and the Starseed News. Hello, Anastasia. I know you're here. Oh, sorry. I, had, I didn't have your mic open. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I'm, it's like, okay. duh. I, turn the I guess thing you on. can hear me now. <laughs> hear me? Well, good evening, everybody. It's so great Hi. to be with all of you. And uh, we have so much news going on. You know, for a while it's been sort of Dullsville out there in Newsland, but not right now. Last week we had so much news, and again tonight, so I guess I better get right into it. Lots of important things to cover can't cover it all, so we'll have to save some of that for next week. But anyway, we're under the Perside meteor shower this week as Earth is entering a stream of debris from Comet Swift-Tuttle. Now, as you know, this is the source of the annual Perside meteor shower, and forecasters are expecting meteor rates to peak at 100 plus per hour tomorrow night and also on the 13th when our, pa- when our planet will pass through the heart of the debris stream. Now, the Persides produce more fireballs than any other meteor shower of the year. And as I read that, I just thought, wow, it's that time again. It just seems like I just told you guys that. So here we are again. We're at the 11th of August moving into what is actually meteorological autumn. Most of us think that fall happens on September 20th or September 21st. But actually, meteorologically speaking, we are now entering fall Uh, right this moment and you'll notice that the sun's angle is changing and uh, the crickets are those um, really noisy bugs go come out and it just gets a different feel outside well that's because meteorological autumn is is at its onset and uh, with the sun uh, solar activity has been pretty low this past week but interestingly oddly curiously enough the sun has not been quiet They say that the sun has been extremely dynamic at shortwave radio lengths with almost constant type 3 bursting. Well, now, what does that mean? (laughs) Type 3 solar radio bursts are caused by solar flares. Now, the sun has been quiet. Solar activity has been low, so what's going on? Well, they say that electrons accelerated by these strong flares race through the sun's atmosphere, causing a ripple of plasma waves and radio static. They say that all of this bursting indicates a lot of magnetic complexity and movement in the sunspots. It's a curious thing, curious thing, lots of curiosities out there. And a a news story that was probably of the most uh, concern to, to me particularly this week was the toxic waste spill into the Colorado River caused by the 
uh, Environmental Protection Agency. That is a deepening story. That's one of my favorite parts of the world. I love the West, and so here we go. Uh, If you don't know about it, toxic waste, including arsenic and lead, seeped into a river in southwest Colorado, and it's now crossed the state border into New Mexico. More than 550 gallons per minute are entering the water flow system, according to the Environmental Protection Agency, which caused the spill through employee error during a check uh, of the Gold King mine from which the toxic waste was released. Now, aside from lead and arsenic, federal officials are saying the spill also contains cadmium, aluminum, copper, and calcium. This is a very bright orange toxic sludge that entered the Animas River in Colorado, now crossing the state border into New Mexico and reached the city of Aztec Friday night. Communities in both states are not happy and have blasted the EPA for waiting 24 hours to inform the public after the spill took place. Officials in the cities of Aztec and Farmington say they've shut down the river's access to water treatment plants, adding that the communities are left with a 90-day supply of water. There are also reports that the contaminated water is heading towards Utah. Well, the EPA has attempted to build some containment ponds, but that's an inadequate stopgap, and there's no reported plan for the long-term solution. They say that the sediment will uh, settle out in the bottom, but when when there are storm surges, such as flooding events, the sediments will resurface, get kicked back up into the water. So this looks like a really ongoing problem, and it's estimated that over 1 million gallons of toxic waste have found its way already into the river. Colorado and New Mexico are under states of emergency uh, along the San Juan River, and um, people and their pets are told to avoid contact with the river. Livestock should not be allowed to drink the water, and people should not catch fish in the river. People have been instructed to avoid contact with the wildlife along the river in Berg Park, and uh, the Navajo Nation Commission on Emergency Management issued a state of emergency declaration also in response to this spill. Now, at 27,000 square miles, the Navajo Nation is comparable in size to the state of West Virginia, and it has been reported that the Navajo Nation is assembling a legal team to file a lawsuit against the EPA. Navajo officials are saying that this is impacting the livelihood of the Navajo people. Residents are concerned about drinking water safety, river access, of course, water for their livestock and crops, and possibly uh, compensation for failed crops. They say that with the irrigation canals forced uh, to be shut off, many farmers are concerned, of course, about their next step in the growing of their of their crops. So this is a widespread, very problematic issue for so many people there. And so it goes. Well, a new study, and this story is out of the Daily Mail in the UK, they are saying that the original Americans, mm, the original Americans came from Siberia in a single wave, no more than 23,000 years ago at the height of the last ice age. New study for what it's worth. And this research says that they hung out in the north of the country, maybe for thousands and thousands of years before, spreading into two distinct populations throughout North and South America. These findings will be reported in the July 24th issue of Science. If any of you want to, oh, it's already July 24th. (laughs) Go check the July 24th issue of Science. This uh, study confirms the most popular theory of the people uh, that came to the Americas, but it says it also uh, throws cold water on other theories 
I say including the notion of an earlier wave of people from East Asia prior to the last glacial maximum. Well, they're just arguing back and forth, but in general, both studies indicate that original Americans came from Siberia. Well, news out of Japan. Japanese scientists have developed a pair of sunshades, not ordinary sunglasses, but they are designed to protect users from undesired and secretive facial recognition technologies. Of course, many of us feel that that's an infringement on privacy, and next year, thanks to these Japanese scientists, a person can hide from Big Brother's watchful eye for just $240. The new privacy visor was developed by Japan's National Institute of Informatics, I say it won't make you invisible, but it will certainly keep you anonymous and protected from automatic facial recognition techniques for the time being until, of course, that technology outpaces the visors. But the trick lies in a series of crafted lenses that reflect, refract, and absorb light in different directions and from different angles. Very clever. The technology renders one face near, one's face nearly unrecognizable to the software that detects uh, f- facial recognition. And they say that it's the world's finest product with this technology. So, there you go. <laughs> I think a paper bag would do yourself. the same thing. <laughs> What's that, Ariel? I think a paper bag would do the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, that's, that's pretty brilliant. Just cut a couple of holes for your eyes and one for your nose <laughs> and you're good to go. <laughs> But, you know, in today's society, people will panic and, and dial emergency services if they see you running around with a paper yeah, really. bag over your head. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But, yeah, that would be free. That would be free if you want to take it. That would minute. be free, yeah. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Sorry, go ahead. Well, oh, boy. Uh, anyway, according to Activist Post, there have been more Facebook privacy violations. Yeah, boy. This one I thought you should know about. Facebook has a scanning program that monitors chats for criminal activity. They say that Facebook has a new little-known software that monitors your profile chat and pictures for criminal activity. The software will proceed to alert an employee at Facebook who will then decide whether to call authorities or not. The software will monitor individuals who have a loose relationship on social media networks, according to an interview with a Facebook chief security officer. Well, I thought, what is a loose loose relationship? What's that definition? Well, the article goes on to to describe that. They say that Facebook uh, defines loose relationships as conversations between members who aren't friends but only recently became friends, people who have no mutual friends, people who interact with each other very little, people who have a significant age difference and or are located far apart from each other. If you have any of those particulars in your profile, the software will be watching you. Well, we've had a lot of weather disturbances across the planet and a heck of a lot of flooding. Um, I didn't mention any of that last week. There was just too much, so just add about 10 stories from last week to about maybe 10 this week, and I'm going to give you a couple of them. But a state of emergency has been declared by the Chilean government in the northern cities of Chile due to strong winds and heavy rains. At least five people have been killed in the torrential rains this past weekend. And in Myanmar, one million people have been affected by floods. 
The death toll has passed 100, and this flooding is affecting low-lying areas in the southwestern delta parts of that country. There's been a national appeal for aid, and many nations and international organizations are rushing food and water to the region. Very good. In Canada, Canada, excuse me. You know, when you read Canada and Calgary at the same time, you come up with Canada. <laughs> Sorry about that. In Calgary, Canada, a natural gas line that extends from northern British Columbia to the Chicago area was on shutdown while its operator di was diagnosed of uh, uh, dangerous hydrogen sulfide gas that got into the system, its operations, excuse me. Alliance Pipeline says that it expects its main line to be closed for an indeterminate amount of time as it deals with the gas, which is poisonous, corrosive, flammable, and smells like rotten eggs. The company did not say how much of it entered the pipeline, only that the amount exceeded its standards. So that, national, that uh, natural gas pipeline is uh, on temporary shutdown, apparently. And there's been fire, 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 uh, wildfires in Portugal. Nearly 1,000 firefighters, as well as six helicopters and a whole bunch of planes, were deployed in Portugal yesterday to battle forest fires that were raging in the country. And uh, so far, no word of that as to whether it's been contained or not. One doesn't think about forest fires except in the western part of the United States, but they do happen all over the world. We've had another large earthquake, too, in the Solomon Islands, a 6.9. Struck off the Solomon Islands yesterday. There was no Pacific-wide tsunami warning issued for this region, according to the USGS. But Australian officials had estimated the quake at a magnitude 6.8. And so there's a minor difference there. Anyway, that's a mighty big quake. That's pretty close to 7 point. Well, in Iran, they have had a meteor impact Officials in Iran have confirmed that a meteor has hit somewhere in the northern part of the country. The event happened a day before a very large fireball streaked over the sky of Argentina. The news is just full of fireballs recently, and of course we're coming into the Perside shower, so maybe that's related. But back to uh, Iran, there have been reports that some pieces of the rock uh, hit the ground, and they say that there's been serious damage to certain provinces uh, not too far from the state capital of Tehran. Injured or victims have not been confirmed, but they say rumors are circulating on the Internet, and rumors of damage are coming from multiple locations. Now, Iranian newspapers say the meteor was very large, could be more than two meters long, because there are numerous towns affected by the impact with shattered windows and damaged fixtures. And on the science front, coming from the Telegraph, we have found and discovered that listening to jazz or Mozart might stop epileptics from having seizures. This is brand new research. They've discovered that epileptics react differently to music than those who do not have the disorder. They say that scans are showing brain waves of those with epilepsy appear to synchronize with music by Mozart. Researchers have said that they believe this music could potentially be used as an intervention to help people with the disease. They were very surprised by the findings, and they say that they won't replace current therapy with music, but they certainly are planning on using it as a conjunct, uh, conjunction treatment to help people uh, with their seizures. Amazing. And that's wow. Mozart. I would yeah. like Mozart. Beautiful. Mm. And on the health front... Are endoscopies and colonoscopies killing people? 
This is from the Alliance for Natural Health, and I thought I ought to pass this along to you. There's been a lot of discussion about medical safety, so here's something for a heads up. According to the Alliance for Natural Health, the FDA has known all about the uh, endoscopy risk as far back as six years ago, but has ignored it. They say that there have been a lot of, (coughs) excuse me, outbreaks of antibiotic-resistant superbug uh, infections in major hospitals. Well, we know that's a fact, and they've killed dozens of people and just sickened many, many more. But what they found out is that some of these outbreaks are linked to contaminated endoscopes, uh, the devices that they use to diagnose and treat uh, diseases of the liver, bile ducts, uh, pancreas, throat, stomach, intestine, and so on. They say that the same devices that are used in colonoscopies as well uh, are likely to be just as bad. Now, what's the problem with this? Well, it's the design of these instruments that makes them difficult to clean. Apparently, biological debris gets stuck in microscopic crevices in these instruments and can remain there for the next patient, even after the instruments are cleaned and disinfected following the FDA-approved instructions from the manufacturer. So, uh, they say that the FDA has uh, recently completed a guidance with additional measures to improve the safety of endoscopes and such hard-to-clean devices, but, and this is a big but, while the guidance may make the equipment safer, it still won't make them sterile. Mm. So, that's something to be um, aware of. And in Texas, last story for tonight. Thousands of spiders joining forces to build webs tall enough to cover trees. That sounds something like a a horror movie made in 1958 or so, but that's exactly what's happening in Rolla, Texas. The spiders in this town are weaving enormous webs. The webs are extending up to 40 feet and are inhabited by the thousands of spiders who came together to spin them in a communal effort. The monster web set the international arachnology community abuzz and has caused many spider officials to wonder whether they are witnessing a once-in-a-lifetime phenomenon. Wild. It's a demonstration. So if you're arachnophobic, let's not go to roll at Texas. Otherwise, it's actually very interesting and yet another indicator of strange animal behavior and earth changes in a time of very interest. well... Interesting times, as the Chinese say. And that's it for tonight's news. I want to wish all of you, Starseed, a most blessed week. Shine on your needed. From my heart to yours. Thank you, Ariel. And thank you so much, Anastasia, for the Starseed news. Always fascinating. So um, right now I'm going to bring Lavendar... um, No, no, hang on a second. I'm I'm going to bring Tammy online here. Hello, Tammy. Hello. Hey there. Um, just before well, we last bring... week I came. Last week I came on and and um, talked about the cards that I drew for the Crystal Quest in October. I found it a little bit odd that I was only led to talk about one card. And when I do a card drawing, I always draw three cards and then one card to empower those three. So last week I I shared that I drew this shawl card because it represented coming home, which this land is all about. 
And the other card that I drew was the coral card, which represents taking time to nurture oneself. Uh, we often get caught up, especially as starseed who are out there trying to take care of everybody else, we forget to take care of ourselves. And this is a good opportunity to come home, back home and, and nurture yourself. But the other card that I drew was Dragonfly. And I had the most beautiful experience pertaining to this card. Um, first, I'd like to, to read it um, from the Jamie Sam's um, medicine card book, some information on, on Dragonfly. Dragonfly breaks illusions, brings visions of power. No need to prove it. Now is the hour. Know it. Believe it. Great Spirit intercedes, feeding you, blessing you, filling all your needs. Dragonfly represents illusion. Dragonfly medicine is of the dream time and the illusionary facade we accept as physical reality. The iridescence of dragonfly's wings reminds us of colors not found in our everyday experience. Dragonfly's shifting of color, energy, form, and movement explodes into the mind of the observer, bringing vague memories of a time or a place where magic once reigned. Dragonfly is the essence of the winds of change, the messages of wisdom and enlightenment, and communications from the elemental world. This elemental world is made up of tiny spirits of plants and of the elements air, earth, fire, and water. In essence, this world is full of the nature spirits. Yesterday morning, I went out to mow my lawn, and the first um, swipe of line of grass I mowed, I, I looked up and I noticed that there were three dragonflies. And I just paused for a moment and, and, and a, a dragonfly will stop me in my tracks every time. So I went up to the end of the yard and as I came back, I noticed that more dragonflies had gathered. By the time I was done mowing my grass, there was the biggest swarm of dragonflies. And to me, that so represented the message for our, our gathering and, and just what a beautiful example it started out with the three sister spin and more came and more came just as we spoke about last week as each person that signs up is a thread in the tapestry that gets woven throughout the week and then throughout the rest of your days of a, a beautiful connection so I now I know why I wasn't to mention the other cards last week because I was to have this experience. And those three cards that I drew were all backed by the Old Great, Old Great Spirit card, which uh, um, just amplifies the other three. That so I hope to see you gathering as the dragonflies here in October. That That is just... So, so it's apropos and it's right on time, and I just I well, love that. My story. This is, this is Anastasia. I just want to say that was so beautiful, Tammy. Thank you. It was wonderful. Thank you. I, 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 I'll never forget the gathering of the dragonflies. It, it, it is a moment in, in, in my records that I will never forget. There's so much coming to us from Mother Earth. 
in the creatures and the elements that all you need to do really is pay attention. And uh, on the topic of the of the Crystal Quest, uh, I wanted to mention last week and somehow didn't that in the um, in the in PayPal they have an, an opportunity where you can um, if you have an American if you're American and you have American bank account you can take six months um, with no interest to to help if you're having a little trouble um, or really want to come and can't quite get everything together so keep that in mind that you can um, get some backing from PayPal if you like so with that um, well can I say one more thing sure um, this this all reminds me of, of uh, a reminder of the stillness of the land down here. And Dragonfly is is about stepping out of illusion, and, and what I call stop, drop, and roll opportunity, where you you can come and step into the stillness. We can be here in, on this land. You can be in a crowd of of people, and still go be able to go into the stillness. And, and see what you need to drop, so so you can roll forward and into and, and um, up spiral movement. So I hope to see you. Well, we have a great group that is forming, and as I said at the beginning of the show, we still have a, a few spots available. So um, we're looking for those remaining special people to come and experience this with us and reunite with your soul family. So thank you so much, Tammy. And, uh, My I pleasure. You're going to be um, heading up the, the, the weekend um, on August 21st. We have the, the weekend gathering, and that is um, open to any starseed. So and I, do you have any spots available for that yet? Uh, yes, we do have a few spots um, left for the weekend. Okay. So, so get a hold of Tammy at Starseed Hotline if you're interested, and I'll shoot you out an invitation. That sounds really good. So um, thanks, Tammy, and we'll be talking to you again later. And now I am going to bring Lavendar on and our special guest, Giovanna, as soon as I get the microphones to um, respond to my clicking. Uh, hang on a second. There we go. Hey, Lavendar, are you there? I'm here. Okay, and Giovanna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Well, we're thrilled to have you with us, and Lavendar is going to kick it off for us. So go ahead and take it away, Lavendar. Okay. Well, girl, I'm so glad that you uh, agreed to be our guest tonight. You and I have talked uh, quite a bit over the last year, and I just really love your energy. I love what you do, and I, I, I really honor you as a goddess. So the first thing I'd like to ask you is, why don't you tell us about your mission for the German Shepherds? And then after that, tell us about some of your early supernatural experiences. Okay, yes. All right. Well, I volunteer at a place called the West Side German Shepherd Rescue. And it is a big um, warehouse-type rescue that is in downtown Los Angeles. And they really do amazing work. I mean, the amount of dogs that they are able to take in and take care of is astounding to me. And they have relationships with different veterinarians and high-kill shelters across the state. 
that will call them. Um, a lot of times, it's just astounding to me, the stories that I hear. There'll be um, dogs that are brought in that people just don't want them anymore, and they bring them to be put down. And a lot of the vets just can't bring themselves to do it, so they call Westside uh, to pick them up, and, and, and they do. And, you know, what the women always say there, and I just I'm, I'm so respect what they do, is they see in rescue work, it's you see the best of people and you see the worst of people. And it's so true. And the dogs that are there are just, just amazing souls, really amazing. And I love working with them. I grew up with German Shepherds, so I have a special place in my heart for them. And these dogs just bring so much joy and love to one's life. So I want to bring the attention to them. Their website, which is also on the website page for this show, is ShepRescue.org. And when you go to the home page, there's a link for the Facebook page. And also, you'll see available dogs. And they also look for foster parents, uh, which they will provide the food for the dog as well as any take care of any vet bills. So they really, really, really do care from the heart for these dogs. And I believe that there are two photos on the slide of um, two dogs. And the redhead is named Arlo. And he's been in the rescue for a year, which is unbelievable. And he just had surgery to remove a uh, cancerous legs. So he is now what they call a tripod. And his spirit is just so happy and so positive, and he, he's looking for a foster home. We're looking for a foster home for him, or a forever home would be better. And the other dog that's in the picture is named Oslo, and he's been at the rescue, I think, a little less than a year, and he's become my focus dog to find his forever home. He's absolutely sweet, but you know, he's one of the ones who had a trauma in his life, so he needs uh, some care and rehabilitation, which they're giving him, but it really begins once he gets to his home, and that's where he can get the love and attention that he needs. And, um, and then there are probably 50 other dogs on the website for people to look at. So that's what I wanted to say about them, so thank you for Well, that. tell us a little bit about your, your love of film and, and, and what you think about the evolution of animals in film. Yeah, and well, I also wanted to bring up um, about animals and you know what happened with Cecil the lion lately. Just quickly, it was just such a call to humanity and and no um, synchronicity. It was not a coincidence. It was a synchronicity that it happened during the Lionsgate portal. And you know, Cecil is a brave warrior soul who gave his life in order to bring awareness to the senseless killing of animals for trophies. And it it's just another. Uh, awareness to bring to how out of balance our planet is in regards to animals and the lack of respect for all living things. And, you know, sometimes this is what brings me to my knees in just despair of how to help and how to change things. And, and in the tears, I realized, and I, was, I remember hearing that when a woman cries, it is a very powerful event because her tears water the seeds of change. And when they're held in strength and love, that is really what 
emanates the change out into the universe. So, um, you know, when you feel the tears coming, go ahead and let yourself cry because it does help. And so it's just a notice about the the balance just needing to be brought into uh, more um, justice uh, for all. And our soul contracts are changing. They're changing with the animal kingdom, and that's why a lot of them are leaving. They've done their duty, and they're leaving as another wake-up call. And also, also, as we evolve, of course, how we treat animals are changing, and the awareness is, is broadening, but we will eat less meat. So that will change. And it's just so important to think, you know, as people, a lot of, we, sometimes we don't think in the macrocosm, we just think in the microcosm of our lives. And sometimes we need to make choices that are for the good of all and the good of the planet and, and just to think about that. Because the planet can evolve without us. The planet doesn't need us to evolve, but she's allowing humanity to stay on the planet, so we need to evolve along with her. And, you know, that's where I hold the vision that all life is honored and respected. And in regards to, to film, uh, yes, is, you know, I, this is something I'm, I'm bringing awareness to people. When there's a film, and in cartoons, I mean, it's done, I mean, it's been done for, what, half a century or more since cartoons started. In the name of comedy, they show animals being hit. And, and that's not good. That's not good. And it's not good in film to show these violent scenes against animals, even if, they have something at the end in the credits that says no animals were harmed. It, it doesn't matter because what it does when a, when a person who is not balanced is watching this or children who are not yet, you know, balanced in who they are, they see these things. And if they are, if they cannot handle anger, they remember. It's in their memory. They remember these scenes and it, they don't forget it. And so they might reenact or copy these scenes. So it's, it's so important just not to get that energy out in films. We don't need it in films anymore. We don't need to show that in order to show that a character is disturbed. There are other ways to do it without using animals. So that is one of my um, causes that I'm very passionate about. And and then you asked me about my early um, supernatural experiences. Is that the other question, Lavender? Yes, tell us about your early, and also talk to us a little bit about anything that you want to share with us about being aboard a spaceship. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, and, oh, okay, yes. I'm being reminded. What I would love to offer your audience, uh, I do feel that the collective audience that is uh, listening now or mostly that will be listening to the replays, um, in my voice, I have a coding, and in my energy is a frequency. And I am right now offering um, a light, a frequency, which is the color of royal blue and gold, and this comes from the Syrian elders. So that is in place, and it has started. And so it will be running through the whole show, and it will be there for the people that uh, listen to the replay. And... What this does is, it, you know, it's just, it's nothing for anyone to be afraid of. It, it, it will only help anyone that's open to it if they choose to open to it. And just to help people to recalibrate more into their divine being, their divine self. So, and the other note that I wanted to make is that I feel a lot of the stars that are listening are the ones who 
as I was for a long time, been on delay and in the throes, right now they're in the throes of their, their shift, the experiment, and, um, you know, which is unique to all of us, but I really want to reach out to those starseeds that are having a tough time and having a tough time finding their way um, just to hang on a little while longer and uh, to seek beauty wherever you can in, in the darkness, if that's where you are. It's so important just to, to seek beauty in any way you can. I mean, I remember one time living in um, the Lower East Side, and, you know, it, it, it was very hard, but I, it, I found it. I found beauty there, and that was one of the tough times in my life. But we can find beauty in every situation that we're in. So I did feel called to reach out to them and just tell them to hang on a little bit, a little while longer. Things are going to get, um, things are going to get a bit easier um, as the energies are increasing on the planet. So, okay, so my supernatural experience is, all right, Lavender. <laughs> um, when, let's see, when I was a child, this is, the first memory that I have is waking up at night and all these beings were around my bed. And, you know, I was having a difficult childhood, and I woke up, and they were they, the love that I felt from them was so strong and so positive, and they just let me know that don't worry. They said, don't worry. This is all for a reason, and someday you will know, and you can handle this, and you are fine, and we love you. And I've never forgotten that. All these years later, I have never forgotten that. And... The other thing that I used to do was when I was crying and upset is I used to go to the mirror, and I've heard other people mention this as well, and I would look into my eyes, and there was something about looking into my eyes and connecting with my soul, but it was even more multidimensional than that, and there, such a peace and such a calm would come over me, and it helped me to, to get through those times. The other thing I remember is uh, flying around. I used to fly around. You know, my body would leave my body, but it was almost as if my whole human body was flying. And I remember being able to jump down a flight of stairs and stop gravity where I could slow down the frequencies, the energy, in order to kind of float to get to the bottom of the stairs. I only did it maybe once or twice, but it's, it's a memory that, again, that I haven't been able to um, let go of. And then I also remember seeing a UFO landing. It, I was looking out the window, and it was at nighttime, and I saw something go behind the mountain and land, and then I just saw the glowing light, like, wow, 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 that type of a thing. And I remember, and there was just a knowing that maybe this wasn't this family that I was in, this this experience that I was going through that maybe, maybe, you know, it's not really my home and there's some, some other family, some other life out there. There's love out there. I am loved. I'm not alone. It was more just knowing I'm not alone. And then through the years, you know, different things like lights would go on and off and always when I was home alone, lights would go on and off or the music box in my room would start playing at night and doors would open and it was just this sense of magic and, and alchemy and healing and, and things that I did when I was playing by myself and just creating this magical environment. And that is when I realized my I just knew things about people and I could see things in people. And it was um it was very, very strong. And those situations just just 
kept going on over the years. But of course, you know, I got involved in life and school and uh, different things that happened. And um, so they became less and less until it was time for them to start up again. And then a different set of uh, circumstances would happen. And really, okay, so uh, have you had anything happen recently, say in the last six months, uh, in your in your bedroom or lights or colors or anything that's uh, been very dramatic for you in the last six months, especially since January 1? Yes, I have. But really, um, the, the most things that happened were when I was, having my um, being brought online with the whole ascension process. And so there were different different things that would happen. I would open, um, this, ha- this started happening, I think, in the late 1990s. And I would be visited at night by the lion people. And I was like, you know, thinking, and who are these people that keep visiting me? And, and finally... I was in a group of people, and I and I was able to ask about them and find out about them and and who they are and and why they were visiting me and what I was to do and what my mission is and you know and basically my my mission is threefold. It's it's to help people remember who they are, and in that being the divine human that they are, and then also bringing paradise back to the planet and 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 that's the threefold mission that all of this brought me to. But with the, the Lion people, then also ascension symptoms started, you know, different um, extreme vertigo. I mean, <laughs> it was so, I mean, I had no idea of all of this when it first started. And I remember just one day I got up maybe from the sofa and I could not stand up. I, wouldn't, I couldn't stand up without falling. And I was like, oh, my goodness, what's going on? I lived alone. I had no idea what to do. And <laughs> I don't know why, but I wasn't scared. I just had a calmness over me, and I didn't, you know, call someone to rush to the doctor, and I just, I stayed horizontal until it passed, and a friend came over, and she didn't know what was going on, but I just realized that, okay, let me let this go on through and do what it needs to do, and, and, and it'll be fine, and also, I just, I remember I had different memories of being on ship. Um, there were times when after my whole material world fell apart and I couldn't really afford to go to the doctor, I'd be brought on ships and put in a healing chamber in order to help me with my physical ailments. So I would remember waking up in a healing chamber on ship. I would remember waking up and and smelling very, very, very unique uh, smells and fragrances that, that are not on earth. They were very Egyptian. They seemed to me, they reminded me of Egyptian type smells. I remember um, dropping into my body and like just very fast like when these things would happen. Um, there was a time when I was living in Chicago and I lived on the 12th floor. And I'll explain later why I was in Chicago and how it was helping um, the divine plan. But there was no, outside the window was a lot of space. And so I remember a ship being right outside the window so that I could just go from the window into, into the ship. And I have been monitored since a child. And actually, Lavendar, I had a reading with you four years ago, I believe it was. And, yeah, it was about four years ago. And I listened to it um, so that I would have it fresh in my mind for the show. And 
um, and you had validated a lot of things for me in, in that reading. So thank you so much for the work you do. Because sometimes it's like, really, am I going crazy or is this all true? And so that helped me. And you did validate that I have been monitored since I was born and also that my birth was cloaked, that it wasn't meant for me to, to be known that I was on planet because of the work that I'm, well, that I will be doing. And also you had said that since the age of five, I was taken on ship to um, be trained. And given what I wrote, um, the books that I wrote, the information would, would come back in order to preserve the planet. So, so things like that. And then also the mantis beings. Um, I don't know if she put the photo up, but one time there, there was, I had gotten out of the shower and in the condensation in the mirror was um, a Hathor, the side view of a Hathor. And so I, I sketched it. I, I drew that. So, you know, they would just let me know that they were around and they were watching. And, you know, these were through all the hard times and they let me know that I wasn't alone. Um, the mantis beings. One morning I go into the kitchen and there was a praying mantis um, on the coffee pot and I wasn't going to use that coffee pot and I kept being guided to use that coffee pot. I'm like, okay, I'll use that coffee pot. And when I went over to it, there was a praying mantis on there just looking at me and, oh my God, so beautiful. So it's really just bringing all that spiritual and that psychic training and the galactic training into my now. And, and that is what your session helped me to to realize as well and what I appreciate and that it is um, never again like what happened in Atlantis that you know it is a mission of never letting that happen again um, on, on planet now. A big mission we've taken on but a well worth well worth it mission. So let me ask you was this a wake-up call that 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 uh, that happened for you was this and when was your wake-up call? Was it around 9-11 or, or, or before that? My the big wake-up call for me was when I left fashion in the late 90s. I just, you know, we, we'll have an inner soul nudging. Like, this isn't what, I don't feel aligned with this anymore. It isn't feeding my soul. It isn't making me happy. I mean, I just, I didn't care anymore about, what seemed glamorous, because everything that seems glamorous, you know, is not once it's accessible. And just, I didn't like the way people treated each other in the fashion industry and the way that women were objectified. And there were just so many things. And I just had um, a calling and I left New York and I moved out to LA the first time then. And then that's where all the physical ascension that I talked about before, the vertigo and all of that started. And I just, started to attract people that would guide me to different people in order to understand where my mission was taking me next. And, you know, if that's one thing I always suggest to people is to know yourself. Study yourself. Know who you are. And it, it helps tremendously. I mean, you know, as you know, our charts don't lie. Who we are, our astrology charts, um, all of that. And just having sessions with people that can help you. And it is shifting now, but there are still people who need healing sessions because you'll hear a lot of the spiritual teachers out there now saying that, you know, we don't need healing, we need holding and all of that. And while that is true for some, it's not true for all. So I don't, you know, it's very important for people to be discerning when we listen to anyone and also to really tune into your own being, your own soul and, and understand what's true for you. And if you 
need assistance and you need someone to listen to your story for just a little bit, then go ahead and do that because it's dangerous. It's dangerous when people just stuff their emotions down. They stuff their feelings down because they feel like they're supposed to be more evolved or they're not supposed to be thinking about the past or, you know, it's so important to honor the past and then be okay and walk away and take the gifts. And that's really where Seeking Beauty is as well, is taking the gifts from all the trauma and all the experiences of challenge that have happened. So that was, that was the beginning. And then I moved back to New York right the year before 9-11 happened. And I was living in the village. And I, had, I was just about to start grad school in counseling psychology. And on the day of 9-11, I woke up. And I was very close. I wasn't that far because the village isn't far from the financial district where, where that happened. And it was the first day that I channeled a message. And it was the first day that I spoke the language of light. And it was a turning point. And I remember the day before, I was crossing the street. I was crossing Bleecker Street. And a fire truck went by. And there were firemen on it. And there was this one who just had so much light. And his eyes... You could see his eyes from across the street. They were so big and so blue. And there was sadness. And, and, and I remember telepathically hearing, he said, my mission is complete now. I will be leaving. And it's time for you to continue on with, you, on with yours and kind of like take the baton and go forward. And I, and I had no clue really what he was talking about. And then I realized the next day that he must have been one of the firemen that lost their lives during 9-11. So I realized on 9-11 that my mission was changing and it was becoming a more global type of mission and that that was really what I wanted to do was to shift, help shift humanity into this, you know, um, evolution of consciousness and, and what is happening now. And the other thing with, with the 9-11 is, the, it became a portal of ascension as well as descension. And, you know, while it's tragic that this happened, it, it, the souls that did, according to my understanding, the souls that did perish did give their consent to um, sacrifice in this type of way for, for the good of all. And it, so in order for those souls and I, among other people, went there to help, and, we, and I could do it from home as well, went there to help some of the souls that were stuck in the astral plane in order to help them to ascend. But it also brought in new frequencies of the new earth, and it planted seeds for the new earth because that was in the financial district, and that is you know, where that a lot of the old banks and institutions, the Illuminati started a lot of the financial market and structures back then. So it was it was very important in the big scale, even though the way that it happened was just terrible. Um, and I just am so looking forward to when truth is revealed. But it was a very um, important thing, and, and I realized that about that. So, um, yeah, and then it's, you know, Lavender, there were so many things that happened in order to bring um, bring me to to the path of of what I'm doing now, and it, it's just a calling that you feel, and it's 
just something that you can't ignore. You, you know, so I left the fashion and material world, and, and that's when I headed into, there's a, a myth named Anana's descent into the underworld, and that is really what happened. Pretty much all of my material outer world was taken away until you're left only with yourself, and that's when it's so important to really um, know who you are and study yourself and you know, why you're on the planet and what you're here to do because it's such, such an important time. But I noticed that you that you work with the symbol V, and and what what's important about this uh, this global brand that you work with the V? Yes, the V. Uh, yeah, that just it started coming to me in dreams, and so then I was okay. What does this this mean exactly? And then I started noticing it in different things, whether um, it was jewelry or especially in television. And there were two major award shows, the Oscars being one of them, and maybe the Golden Globes, I don't remember. But at that time, the stage had a lot of the V symbols in the decor of the stage and how it was designed. And, And then one day I walked out the front door and waiting for me at the by the door so that I couldn't miss it was a big, I don't know if it was a butterfly or a moth, but the V in the wings was just so clear that that I knew that I needed to pay attention to this. So for me and the work that I do, the V is symbolic of bringing the divine into the human, and which is what Jesus taught, right? What he tried to teach. And it's also the divine feminine, and how the divine feminine energy um, is taking its rightful place in the shift of these times and the ages. So I knew that it was very important. Along the, that time also there were a few, well, I guess fantasy science fiction type television shows, and they would use the V in the name of the show. And so I knew it was very important. Unfortunately, the timing, timing has been delayed with a lot of things and the shows did not do very well because it just wasn't time. And one of them was the show Believe. Did you see that, Lavender? Uh, I don't think so. I've heard about it, but I don't think I've I've seen it. Yeah, well, I, you know, it was it was pretty good. I mean, J.J. Um, J. Abrams was part of it and Alfonso Cuaron was part of it. And so it, it, it had a lot of pretty good information. And I remember... And this also, you know, there may be people out there that are going through this type of a thing, too, that I would love to speak to when you're moved all over the country. And it's just like you have no choice but to go. You know, Spirit says, please say you'll move to Boston because you're moving to Boston. It's like there are those of us who have a divine life mission that really – I don't know that there is free will involved in this because that is what we came here for. So if, if it's for the, the plan, then that's what needs to happen to, to, in order for this mission to be successful. And a lot of people, you know, are in that group. And those people, that group is ready now to take their rightful place in um, going forward. And I'll go into that when I talk about the 5D grid and, and that type of a thing. But Getting back to the show, um, so the little girl who had these psychic abilities um, and telekinetic abilities, she was very wanted by a company that wanted to use her for profit. So they were trying to hide her, and she kept having to move all over the place. And someone said, wow, that's a lot of moving. And then another person said, yeah, but think of all the people she'll help. 
and that's really the point of it. I mean, that is the mission. And it's always, you know, different, multidimensional in, in that, but there's, there's always at least three or four different reasons of, of why someone is moved all over the place. Um, so, you know, it is very important just to follow your soul and just to trust that, that it's for a reason. And, you know, for, for me, when I went to Sedona, that was one of the first places where I was initiated. I went to Sedona and I went to the Grand Canyon by myself and um, meditated to connect with the Anasazi tribe. And that was a very important um, initiation for me and working with the four directions. So when I would go to other places like Tucson and I was guided to a place where there was a lot of energy, chaotic war, violent energy of, you know, the Indians and what happened that was still there that um, I was guided to go and help clear. And and that was a big part of it. And one time um, I was guided, I had to move to Boston, um, Cambridge, and that was because I needed to connect with energies of Benjamin Franklin, which I know can sound odd, but it's one of those things where I'm at a friend's house and a book falls off the shelf and I pick it up and it's a book that... Um, of Benjamin Franklin's writings. And then one day I'm walking around and I'm guided, like, okay, go there. And I'm like, but I don't want to go there. Well, just go there. And so, oh, okay. So I keep going. And then where do I end up? At a, at a statue of Benjamin Franklin. And it was also the, the writings of Emerson and Thoreau. I needed to connect with that energy. And then also help to dissipate the Salem witch trials energy that was still very much stuck there. Um, you know, Boston's a very old city, so there's a lot of old energy there. Um, but it's also when we go and we're guided to go to places, you know, we're bringing codes, but we're also downloading information that we've left in the grid, in the ley lines, so we can implement those into what we're doing in whatever way that we choose to express ourselves in life. So, you know, it was very important. And the other part of that was... Um, in connecting with the energy of the Kennedys because, you know, yes, they were not perfect people, but they really they really did um, want to make great changes for the world. And, um, and I connected more with the younger JFK Jr. and uh, Carolyn who were on ship and I was taping a show called, uh, I think she called, I forgot what the name of her show was, Follow Your Heart maybe or something like that, I don't recall. But we were taping that, and um, and they showed up. And, well, she saw them. I didn't, but I felt their energy. And they used to come to me in the dream time about the teachings that they wanted to do um, and to what they would like me to continue doing. And then through other people, they're also getting these teachings out there. So that was important. Um, yes. And I have more. Your <laughs> sessions. And when a person has a session with you, what can they expect? Tell us a little bit about how you work with people now and, and give your website so that people will be able to find you. Okay. Well, the sessions are bespoke, and um, it really depends on what the person needs. So I design a program for each person that um, comes to me, and I have three different programs, which is self-synergy, and that is about integrating the shadow self with your higher self and your personality and aligning with the truth of who you are and expression. So that covers, you know, whether one is having relationship issues, health issues, um, whatever it is. I mean, that's, that's the, the session that I use for that kind of a thing. And 
you know, I am a healer, and there are people that are true healers. And, you know, there are teachers out there saying that we can all heal and that type of a thing. But it's just like people who play the piano, there are some people who just can play the piano amazingly, and then some people who need to learn it. So healing is what I came here to do, but I will never say that I can go and do it for anyone. It is a co-creative endeavor. And any illness or disease that a person is diagnosed with is is there for a very good reason, and it deserves respect and understanding. So that's where I approach that kind of a situation, that for them to get the knowing and understand the etiology of the symptom, which is the disease such as cancer or whatever it may be. So I help to move and to shift and recalibrate the stuck energy and then go in and find the etiology so that we can co-create the healing together. But again, it's, it's, it's a soul calling, and it's a, you know we have to look in to see what the soul is needing in experience and lessons. So... It's not to negate anyone's experience whatsoever um, because sometimes people get really upset that some people can be healed and then some people can't. Or, you know, how I've just read stories where people just feel, um, I don't know, that they're missing something or and that's why it's so important to know their soul and, um, and what their soul is choosing to express. And then I have self-synergy for creative artists because creative energy is a very high frequency and many Creative artists have a hard time balancing that energy, so we work with that. And then whatever way they express themselves in their creativity, um, I take that into consideration and work with that, whether they're actors or musicians or, you know, just um, creative artists, writers, whatever it may be. So there are different ways to that. And then the divine beauty alchemy um, takes into account the physical beauty, but also the beauty that we hold within in shining of who we are because when we're vibrant and we're healthy and we're living our truth and, oh, my gosh, you know, you're just radiant and glowing and healthy. And as we evolve and as we raise our frequency, um, which go in tandem, then any kind of disease or illness is, is can't stay in the body. And that's where the crystallization, you know, the DNA, the higher strands um, of dormant DNA when we activate those, this is what happens. So it's, it's a natural shift as one is on their ascension process. This is something that will go. So we will bring a, a youthfulness back to our biology, but it's not to say that everyone's going to look like they're in their 20s. No, but to, to have this vibrant energy and 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 glowing way and just this harmony and balance and joy within is is what that is. Um, and so, and, you know, there's alchemy. Go ahead. Oh, it's alive and living. <laughs> Pardon? Oh, yes. <laughs> there's only two energies, alive and living and death and dying. You know, two, the up spiral and the down spiral. It's, you're talking about really putting people in the up spiral. Yes. No okay. doubt about it. No doubt about it, yeah. And my I'm website... to uh, have uh, some people um, call and talk to you. Or do you can you do readings um, o- over the phone, or just h- how would you like to proceed with the switchboard? Tell us what you want to do. Well, um, I can, yeah, I can do both. The, the one thing is that if it's a serious issue, you know, I tend to go on the side of privacy, and, uh, you know, I don't want to bring things up because it's a public forum, 
So, but we can see what comes up. I'm more than happy to answer questions and, and see what comes up. Okay, okay. So, Ariel, I'd like to um, um, hand her over to you now on the switchboard. And um, I have so enjoyed talking with you, and we'll talk again later, okay? All right, Lavender. Thank you. Okay. Okay, well, um, at this time, if you are listening, um, if you've already called in, then you'll need to press 1 on your keypad if you have a, a question or comment for Giovanna. And if you're listening on the computer, then you'll need to dial 917-889-8292 and then press 1 so we know you want to come on the air. So um, we've already got... Uh, the first caller who is um, uh, talking to our, our switchboard producer. And um, while we're waiting for that, uh, when you were talking about about the V, I started thinking about um, correlations and other shows. And there's a, a, a show that, that I've just been watching recently. I think it's a newer, I think it's the first season, called Humans. Have you seen that perchance? No, humans, no. Um, well, it's it's on the uh, BBC America, and I don't know if you if you get that channel or not. But the reason it popped in, and not only because I'm, I've been watching it recently, but when they spell, you know, in the title of the show, they spell humans with the A upside down, so it looks like a V. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm, it's, ah! Ooh, prevalent, yeah. I know. So and it's, but that's yeah, I mean, it's basically about it's a future um, timeline when um, synthetic people are being manufactured as you know maids, companions, um, caregivers, whatever. And then there's the whole philosophical issue about um, you know humanity and technology. So, uh, yeah. but yeah. The, they spell it with the A upside down, so it looks like a V. Don't know yeah. if there's if there's a correlation there, but I just I wanted to mention it to you. And, um, and go ahead. It is part of the coding. You know, we talked about coding, and uh, you're familiar with that as well because you're a singer. So you you know that you have coding in your voice. So when you your songs go out to people, it helps to to shift them. And, uh, you know, what's so interesting in uh, Anastasia's news, and we're talking about the epilepsy uh, and listening to Mozart, I mean, it makes perfect sense because that music is such a high vibration, and it's also very calming. So it helps people who are, because basically energetically, someone who has an epileptic fit, the energy is just so, it's it's like chaotic and combative, and all these kind of arrows of energy are just hitting them, and overloading their circuitry. And um, so this helps to balance the neural pathways and to calm the nerves, and so it made perfect sense. I actually uh, read a book several years ago called The Mozart Effect, and they've actually documented that there's something about the the mathematical precision and the point and counterpoint in in Mozart's, especially the piano um, etudes, that helps to reorganize the brain. So what you're saying makes perfect sense. Um, and it, it increases your spatial acuity. And it, we even went on to say that if you've got a test, like your students, you've got a test coming up, 
if you listen to Mozart for a few hours before the test, those people score higher. And uh, uh, um, even unborn babies, when when the mothers allow them, you know, to hear the Mozart with like headphones on their stomach or something, um, those children come out with a uh, a higher spatial acuity, being able to think abstractly. Uh, fascinating, just fascinating. And of course, as a musician, uh, I had uh, I, I just really related to that. So we do have callers that are coming on. Um, so let's get to that. So hopefully we'll have time to get to everyone. And uh, the first person we are going to talk to is named Heather. Hi, Heather. You are on the air with Giovanna. Um, hi, Giovanna. Thank you so much for taking my call. Hi, Heather. Um, <clears throat> okay, I'm going to try to try to stay grounded because uh, I've been crying through the majority of your um, through the call. I got extremely emotional. Um, okay. Yeah, um, I got on the call late. This is actually the first time I've ever listened to any of the calls live and the first time calling in. Um, I felt I really needed to down this call. And uh, yeah. I don't have a, I don't have a specific question. Um, I'm sorry. I'm... Okay. Okay, so, all right, what, okay, so what I'm picking up for you, Heather, if you could just take some deep breaths, Okay. And mm-hmm. I just want to know that you are okay. You are safe. Okay? And this is going to pass. And yet there's a very good reason that you tuned into this call. And I'm so glad that you that you called in and stood up for yourself and took action. Thank you. What, what Thank will you. help you? Um, what will help you right now is what I'm seeing for you is just to picture um, I'm, I'm sending you this is a milky blue color light. Just see it cascading down your whole body so that you can calm, okay, and ground. Okay. And I really feel your and I feel your heart is just in pain. And so I'm sending you love. And uh, again, I don't want to get into anything personal, but I want you to know that please feel free to reach out to me, send me an email. And, um, and again, I want you to know your safe. Yeah, um, thank you so so much. Um, I um, <clears throat> interesting thing is, I, I I got on the call when you were talking about animals, and um, I'm very connected to animals, and I do animal rescue. I've done it for like about 15 years. Um, I, I feel very connected to animals more than humans. And then I'm also actually in the fashion industry um, in L.A. and um, as a makeup artist. I've been in it 20 years, and I'm really good, but I can't stand the industry. I went out really bad. It's never been my passion. I just happen to be really gifted. And um, it's all come it's all come crashing down in the last two years, and I'm okay with it except for the fact that nothing else has come in. And I'm just trying to survive, and right. it's like I'm I'm living this big lie, and um, I've come to you know the realization I'm a star seed and and um, don't really have anybody in my personal you know life to connect with on that level. So um, it's just been it's been pretty hellish, which I know a lot of others are going through as well, and it's just um. I just need something to to break, you know? Like, I just, 
Yeah, I don't know how much longer I can. (laughs) And, um, yeah, so it was um, was interesting that (laughs) we came from the same industry and, um, and then hearing you talk about the animals, and I was just like, whoa. And then you started talking about the fairy and light and, um, and the coding in your voice, and I just started, it just got me really emotional, and I just, I just started crying, and um, it was just powerful. You know, and my that heart is, chakra was... Yeah, and that is why I brought up about tears in the beginning of the show and to let yourself cry because tears water to see the change. And Mm -hmm. that's also, I was speaking to you when I said that those that are having a tough time in the the throes of your shift, just to hang on a little while longer. And, And to know that you are a brave soul and what your soul is asking of you now is to really find out who you are, individual of any, any other relationship, anything that you do. And, you know, a lot of times people who do rescue work with the animals, is, is, we're, we're also, um, not always, but a lot of people, sometimes you're saving the child that you were or your inner child and in, in helping mm-hmm. that child to feel safe by rescuing the animals that have had trauma. Yeah. So, so there is that yeah. part of that really, the child part of you that really needs to feel safe. And that is mm-hmm. so important. It's very, very, very important to work with the inner child. It's, it, it always will be um, until you find your way on through the other side. This is what's being asked of you of you now. No, that totally makes sense. And I, I'm now really realizing that about the inner child. I guess I just, as stupid as it sounds, I, I, I just didn't really realize that. And it's, um, been getting that message very strongly in the last six to eight months, and it's like, oh wow, I, I just didn't realize, and it, uh, it makes a lot of sense. Um, well, thank you so much, thank you, Giovanna. I, I'm, I'm grateful for this call and uh, and for your time. Thank you so much. Oh, you're so welcome, Heather. Love to you, and it's going to be just fine. Okay, much love to you too, and All thank right, you so bye. much, and Lavendar and everybody. Thank you. Bye bye. You're welcome. Thanks for calling, Heather. Bye bye. Bye. Wow, what a parallel, huh? So, yeah. and Heather, I do hope that you reach out and, and contact Giovanna um, after the show or this week. And next, um, we are going to be talking to our dear friend, Ralph, who has been a regular on our show ah. for many years. And, Ralph, you have some questions for Giovanna. You're on the air. Yes, thank you for bringing me on. Uh, it's a fascinating subject and a very fascinating person. Um, thank you, Ralph. I'm so happy you called. I re- I've been listening to the show for years, and I remember you know, I remember you and you're calling in. You're very loyal to the show. And so thank you. Thank you for calling, and I'm happy to hear from you. Well, I appreciate that, and uh, thank you for coming on. And um, I had a quick question, uh, something I've just kind of been uh, pondering, and that is about uh, psychic surgery. Are you uh, familiar with that? Yes. uh, Is that actually uh, a a modality that uh, works for people with uh, serious ailments? Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, as I mentioned before, each case is unique, but, um, you know, we were, I'm able to 
the way that I do it, I can work with people over the phone remotely um, because oh. working in the zero-point field and the quantum field, you're able to connect with people in that way. So, um, And then, again, it depends on each case and what the soul lesson is. So it's first understanding the reason for the disease or illness and then from there finding the way to um, eradicate it from the physical body. So, yes, psychic surgery is really another term for energy healing, but, um, but I have done that with um, cancer patients and such in the years I've been doing my sessions, yes. Oh, wow. Okay, that, that's awesome. Um, okay, and uh, do you see, what do you, how do you read me, if you don't mind? Can you be a little more specific in what area, what, what is it that you're asking well, specifically? Well, um, generally the path I'm taking um, uh, from a um, business perspective and also my mindset um, as it relates to uh, doing work as a um uh, star seed or um, um, a light worker. Okay, did you say business before? The phone? Yes, uh, yes. Okay, so are you doing a job that you're not, um, that is not fulfilling to you? Oh, no. Um, actually, I'm, I'm uh, actually, I like doing what I'm doing. I'm, I'm involved in. Uh, uh, commercial and, and residential real estate um, uh, entrepreneur, but um, the results is kind of slow <laughs> at the time. So just wondering if that's um, actually, uh, I have several kind of talents, if you will. Um, several what? Kind of talents, kind of well, okay. interest in uh, things that I, I think I can, I can, I'd probably pursue, but uh, I like um, real estate, and I just wondering if that um, you see okay. it. What they're what what I'm seeing as you're talking is you standing there, and um, it's very interesting because you have these different options around you, and you're holding a briefcase in your hand, and you're just you're the top part of from the waist up is just glowing this really beautiful yellow light. Um, so it's is if you're ready to take a more power position in your work and how you're expressing yourself and what you're ready to do, you're facing forward. So you're seeing, you may not be consciously aware of the actual path that you're taking, but you're on it and you're facing it and you're ready to go. And the fact that you're glowing this brilliant yellow light means that you are in your power and that it is successful for you. And the fact that you're holding a briefcase shows me that it is something in the business-related, even though you are a starseed light worker, you'll bring that aspect automatically into it. You know, even, you know, it's so important because that happens to a lot of starseeds when they think I should be doing something um, more spiritual or starseedy-like. And, you know, even real estate agents are performing a service because they're helping people find their home, where they're going to live and where they're going to nurture themselves. So, um that is an important thing to do. And I just realized you mentioned that before, right? I didn't even correlate the two until I brought up the, the sample. 
So that is what I'm seeing. So there's a little bit of confusion um, there, but you're going to work that through and, um, and, and find the right path and uh, move forward with it. And I really see just, you know, that, that yellow color is just amazing. It's really, I mean, it's there, and it's really strong and powerful and just beautiful. So um, don't worry too much about, about, about where you're headed. You know, worry less, love more, and always seek beauty. <laughs> okay, that uh, sounds like very wise advice. Okay, well, well, thank you very much. I appreciate that. And um, yeah, it's interesting that you that you mentioned you do psychic surgery um, remotely, and that's the first time I've really heard of that. Um, I, I've kind of seen a, a video of someone doing it on uh, and. and it was just kind of amazing. I didn't know if it was real or not, but uh, uh, it was. If it was real, it was pretty awesome. I just can't imagine that being done remotely. But I, I, I can kind of see. Well, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure the type of psychic surgery you are speaking of or what that video is. But in healing any kind of physical mass, um, it can be done remotely. Yes. Um, if it's a physical or whatever, you know, because everything is energy, um, it, it is able to be worked with in that way. But again, each case is different. So it depends. I mean, I, you know, I don't know exactly what kind you're talking about, but, but it is definitely um, healing, energy healing, it can be done remotely, physical okay. healing. Okay, fantastic. Someone doesn't have to travel to Mexico or to the Philippines to get it done then. (laughs) Well, again, I mean, you know, (laughs) we have to put things in practical matter. It depends what it is. I mean, if someone breaks a bone or something, I would say go to the doctor. But um, for a lot of things that that happen, there are always the, the spiritual reasons behind it. What did this person bring in? from other live streams, why is it happening now? What are the the causes? What are the issues? What does it stem from? Is it in the ancestral lineage? Is it in the DNA and the cellular memory? You know, there's so many reasons why things happen, so it's really important, in my opinion, and how I work with it, to cover it overall, to not just go in and say, oh, I'm going to be a miracle healer and cure this for you. And there has to be a co-creative endeavor and an understanding. Yeah. Well, since you mentioned that, real quick, uh, is do you actually believe that? Um, you, do you believe in karma? A lot of the things yeah. that are happening. Okay. So, um, and do you believe that we can revoke um, things that are, are karmic, so to speak, um, by just um, you know, revocations? Oh, can you be more specific? Well, in the statements, revocation uh, statements or revocation, do you believe that we can actually offset uh, karmic influences, influences, or is it something? Do you mean like changing contracts and vows and all of that kind of a thing, and um, just by saying it, declaring it so? Okay. Yeah. Uh, Well, gosh, I wish that were the case for me. Um, again, it depends on what it is and how much the person has integrated the wisdom from the experience. Because karma, I feel, really about someone's set of belief systems. 
in what they they feel is true or um, right. And, uh, you know, we bring it in, again, from so many different places, whether it's other parallel realities, multidimensional lives, past lives, however we want to call it. Again, it's ancestral lineage, things that we take on from from family dynamics. And so sometimes they do need to be worked through with other people. And then sometimes we can shift a belief system. And, and so, again, it's, it's an individual thing. I'd like to believe it can be that easy just to, to glare at soul, but I think, you know, in the honoring of our soul growth and evolution that it might be a little bit more work involved. Okay. Hmm. Very interesting. Okay. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate uh, I appreciate everything, and uh, thank you for coming on. Yeah. Oh, sure. Uh, you, 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 you don't have a book. You have, you have, you yeah. have a website, though, right? Yeah, I, yes, I have a website, and I will have a book. I will have many books, so hopefully I'll be back on when I have my book to promote. But, uh, yes, I have my website that's on the uh, website page. Okay, awesome. Thank you very much. I appreciate you. Thanks, Ralph. Thank you so much. Thanks, Ralph. It's always great to hear from you. Bye-bye, sweetie. And, uh, once again, Giovanna's website is BeYourBeauty.com. So um, we are going to be talking to Adam in just a second here, as soon as I get your microphone turned on. Adam, you are on the air with Giovanna. Well, hello, Giovanna. Hi, Adam. Thanks for calling. Uh, uh, Well, you're welcome. I've got a scar on my forehead. I've had for a couple of years. I don't know where I, I don't know where I got it from, and it won't heal. I'm having a hard time understanding. Yeah, could you talk you, uh, close to the microphone, um, Adam? Okay, is this better? Not yet. Oh well, my mic, my mic probably isn't working. Um, it's getting mind. a little bit better, but just just get as close to it as you can. Oh, okay. Is this better? A little bit. Go ahead. Okay. I've got a scar on my forehead that I've had for a couple of years. I don't know where it came from, and it won't heal. I'm a healer, and I, I was told I cannot heal it because it's, oh. it's, a, it's there for me. Adam, excuse me one moment. I want to, you know, hear everything that you're saying. Uh, what I heard is you have a spot on your forehead, but that's all that I was able to understand. Well, it's scar on my forehead. Scar? Yes, it's scar. Right. I think I, I can interpret here because I've, I've got a little bit better audio. Adam has a scar on his forehead. He doesn't know how it happened. It's been there for, did you say a couple of years? Yeah, a couple of years. And it won't. And, it won't, and he's a Heal. healer himself. Yeah. So you're looking for some possible suggestions, Adam? Right. Well, yeah. Well, a little bit more knowledge about it. Oh, I wish I could hear better. You know, I really couldn't find the Skype um, icon to get by Skype. So I'm on my cell phone. I'm hoping you guys hear me clearly, but sometimes I can't hear you. Yeah, I can hear you clearly. Okay, so you have a scar on your forehead and you don't know where it came from. So one day you just woke up and it was there? 
Yes, that's, and that's true. Where on your forehead? Is it in the middle or where is it? Right side. Right, on the side. right side? Right side, yes. Okay, well, and... It, it, it was a pre-existing scar, but uh, it... In other words, my, I had a scar from childhood in the same place. That scar disappeared, and this one appeared. Ariel, can you in, can you relay that, please? Had he had a pre-existing scar in that spot that went away, and then this one came up in the same place, and this one is not healing. Yeah. Did I get it right, Adam? Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. It, it was a scar from childhood. What was that? Childhood. Childhood. Yeah. Ariel, can you? What was? I think well, the, the original. The, the original scar was from childhood. I went right. through a window and cut an artery. Okay. You went through a windmill and cut an artery. Well, a window. A window. Okay. Yeah. He went through a window and cut an artery, and that. And that was in childhood, and that scar healed, but this one is not. Is that what you're asking? Well, uh, this scar appeared at the same place. Oh, okay. I'm getting it. So the the scar from childhood went away, and then this one came up in the same place. And if I'm understanding correctly, Adam is looking for some um, maybe some light to be shed on. Is is this? Um, an otherworldly thing? Is there some energetic? Uh, is there some energetic well, okay. that is causing here's, this? Here is what I was getting from the beginning. It's 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 well, if we want to call it otherworldly, but it is his body manifesting a wounding in the emotional field that needs to be looked at and cleared in order for the scar to disappear. So um, it's come up again in the adult life because it has to do more with the adult being than any. Um, anything having to do with the child or the inner child. So that will take some exploration into understanding what that wounding is um, and then understanding in a dialogue um, to clear what it is. Um, but it was placed there in order for you to, to wake up to it and to acknowledge it and then to understand the reason for it. So it's definitely something that needs to be addressed. Okay. Does that help? Oh, yes. I, I actually have addressed it because I'm very aware of the origin of the scar. You know, it came through violence. Yeah. Uh, oh, that's, Ariel, what, that's a big clue. It, it, this, the original injury came through violence. Right. Mm hmm yeah, you know, it, it has to do with the masculine side, um, and it has to do with how um, that is expressed in your life and through your patriarchal lineage. So it's something that you brought in to clear for the lineage um, on your father's side. And, yeah, yeah and, um, and clearing and all of that, so clearing what you experienced. Um, I, again, it doesn't feel like it's from the... Okay, yeah. Uh, it's it's okay. So it's more it there is a bit of the childhood experiences coming in, but it has to do more with um past life and lineage 
ancestral lineage that, that is coming up for the clearing on it. Definitely having to do with your father's side. Um, and again, mm-hmm. in the issue of privacy, I don't want to say more than that. Okay, I'm aware of my past, my very past life. I knew who I was in my past life, and I was related to my father. Oh, Ariel, I'm sorry, I, I really can't. He, uh, he has he has memory of his past life, and he he was related to his current life father in a past life. And it it sounds to me, Adam, that perhaps if you would, can you take a picture of that? And and send it to Giovanna and 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 write you know send her an email because the the, um, the audio quality between all the you know the internet and computers and things it's it's really a struggle to um, to really understand what you're saying and it's I mean it's not the way you're talking it's just the equipment that and the yeah. translation I'm on my so cell if, phone and the reception is not good yeah so if you take take a picture Adam. And and send it, email it to Giovanna, and and then maybe you can go forward because I think she does have a line on, on what this is, and 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 sometimes even if you are a healer yourself, um, sometimes it's really hard to work on ourselves, and it takes yeah. you know kindred spirits right. for for assistance. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I found out through history. I, I mean, I've cured myself from many things, but I. I could not cure this one. Yeah, well, I, I, go ahead. Yeah, I think this, this might be a little bit bigger, um, and and it's okay to you know to reach out and have um, have some assistance. But I think if you take a picture and email it to Giovanna, and then you can go from there and and see about getting some um, understanding. Because sometimes if you as soon as you understand what something is, then it's it's transmuted. Is is that what you have been saying, Giovanna? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. That was, yes, and I'm definitely happy to 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 help. So yes, if you can do that, that's great. Okay, I'll do that. Okay. <laughs> thank you, Adam. Great. Thank you for calling, Adam. Thank you. Thank you so okay, much for calling. Bye bye. We're all fine. I'm sorry, I can't. I I can't hear. Understand what you're saying. Oh, uh, give me her email address. Please. Oh, um, if you go to if you if he goes to your website, your contact information is there. Giovanna. Oh, okay. Go to um, the website be your beauty, and that's b e your beauty dot com, and. Um, and I, I believe your your contact information is on there. I'm sure. Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, my email. Geo at Do you want to broadcast? Do you want to broadcast your email? That's okay. It's on my website as well. This is okay. the one I use for. Yeah. So, it would be what? Giovanna. Geo, um, yeah, I actually can use that one too. I have both. Um, so Giovanna at BeYourBeauty.com, that will be easy. The name is on the website, your website, the show website. Great. Okay, thank you so much for calling, Adam. And um, I think you're going to you're going to get this figured out and and get <laughs> past it. And 
there's probably a lot yeah. of other good things that will come once you get past this one little yeah. um, it's step. It's there um, at the surface. It is right there at the surface. So, Ariel, you're very much right that once he gets the understanding of it, that it can be. It, it, it is an easy clear. Great. Okay, good. Good. Okay. Good. Thanks so much, Adam. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye. Now, technology is a wonderful thing, but it it does have its um, uh, occasional um, failings. We have another Hi. caller, and um, this we are going to be talking to uh, Kimberly. Kimberly, you are on the air now with Giovanna. Hi, Giovanna. How are you? Hi, Kimberly. Fine, thank you. Thanks for calling in. How can I help you? Um, I was kind of just looking to get some kind of guidance or, uh, you know, from as far as things going for me personally and financially and um, with my business and because and, um, things are like kind of just very crazy for me right now and, and I have a lot of stress and just kind of want to see if maybe there's something you can see that might be happening that will make it so things can slow down and be more comfortable for me. <laughs> okay. All right. So the first thing that I got is um, it's like you're, you're, they're showing me that you're kind of in shock, so you almost have to adjust in order to ground yourself and balance yourself into where you stand right now. It, it sounds like a lot is shifting and changing in your life. A lot of things are leaving and yeah. readjusting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and that's not easy, and that's the chaos of the energy of the times that we're in. And, um, and that's why it's important to have the tools in order to ground yourself. So however you can do that is the first, most important step, um, okay. and then to have, well, okay, so let's see. Are you having a tough time letting go of any relationships? I, uh, so, you know, again, I'm a private person. I don't like to go too yeah. um, much into people, you know, on a public show like this, um, but it's it's the letting go that you're having a hard time with, and that's that's bringing the panic mm -hmm. up into your into your body. Um, it's that you know this this unconscious subconscious fear of being alone and being um, you know and rejected is a word that's coming up. But just remember that rejection is God's protection. Right. And because you're you know obviously you're an awake and aware person, and you are on your journey of evolution. So all that doesn't match who you are and who you are becoming mm -hmm. is going to fall away. But it's scary. So so I understand, and that's why it's important for you to have a support system in yourself and in your higher self that you can connect right. with your, your spirit team in order to get guidance and just ask for signs and ask for clarity. Um, yeah. Of course, it, this is when sessions help tremendously. Um, mm -hmm. And find a way to ground yourself and um, and to know that, again, that you're safe in the changes that you're making and that you're going to come out of this better than ever. Yeah. And, 
and, and just allow yourself the process of letting go and in and again, it's that be okay and walk away to know that it is okay. And that it's, a, you know, when this happens, it's a good sign of things leaving because it shows that you are stepping up. Right. I mean, I, I, I mean, with my personal relationship, it's like with my husband. And that's, I don't think that's what, I don't think that's what you're talking about. But um, like with my two sons, I have two teenage sons and one is going to college and um, it's it's very awkward time because they're very, well, you know, teenagers, they're not, they're very rude and, and our relationships are very hostile lately. Um, they're trying to pull away. I'm fine with them pulling away, but, you know, it's a, like a lack of respect. So then there's a lot of animosity between everybody in the house right now. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. That's got me crazy. And then, you know, just trying to keep peace between everybody and then trying to work and then trying to keep the house. And so I, I feel very scattered. Yeah, you have a lot of plates spinning in the air. But, you know, remember that if you don't take care of yourself, how are you going to take care of anyone else? You know, you right. have to, to be a healthy you in order to be the best wife and the best mother and friend and, and all of those other things. And, you know, there is definitely a shift in the relationships. And, and it's, you know, it's, 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 it's a normal thing when children are transitioning and leaving, but when there is, like you were saying, the animosity, that makes it so much harder in conjunction with all the other changes that are going on in your life and in your own being. So sometimes right. you're going, you know, we'll have feelings that come up that we're not even understanding why they're there. But right. they're coming up, yes, from from another part of yourself in order to to be looked at and uh, cleared and understood. Yeah, and that's what's absolutely. happening. And a lot of it, and then with your sons, um, there there are things there, you know, the reasons of what's going on with them and and why um, why they're feeling this type of aggression and and mm-hmm. that type of a thing. So. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's an understanding to be had there uh, with that in relation yeah. to the family. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, and, boy. And for, huh? um, for them, for your sons to have ways um, of being able to calm themselves and balance themselves. Right. And that's you know, hard to do in this in this environment that they live in where everything is, you know, instant gratification. Um you know, it's I it's it's crazy because the the rate that they go every day is so fast, and they don't take the time to, you know, slow down at all. So, yeah, trying to get to them is like just crazy because there's so much stuff going on. Yeah, and I know all of the the social media and the selfies, you know, the mm-hmm. the crazies and and all of that. It's really becoming. It's, you know, people aren't, kids aren't understanding who their self really is because there's right. just superficiality of, of this pop culture and it takes away from the inner, being in the inner growth. Yes, that's very true. And that's an issue in our yes. world now. <laughs> yeah. But, um, but yeah. So it's, you know, important for them to find ways um, to handle handle what they're feeling and it is so different so different than parents when they were growing up so it's sometimes parents like how do I help them like what do I do and right and that yeah that's and then understanding what it is that's coming up for them also in relation to the family and their own um, being 
what is being mm-hmm. called for. Right. Right. Anemic is a, yeah. How old is your the youngest one? Sixteen. Yeah, yeah, teenagers. Okay, teenagers. Yes. Well, hang in there, and Kimberly, and um. I will. I will. <laughs> Thanks so much. I appreciate it. Yeah, and you know, feel free to send me an email if you want, and I can um, offer something else I don't want to say on air. Okay. So please feel free okay. and. Um, um, yeah, and hang in there. Just ground yourself and, and bring calmness. You know, just bring that, that liquid light blue light is very good for calming when a panic attack is going to set in or an anxiety attack. Okay. Um, especially with the intense energies and the way that they're hitting the planet right now, it's mm-hmm. very important to find ways to um, to just bring in an energy, a calmness light that will just ground you right away and, and and not to go into the fear of it. Like, if you see the fear, just uh, say, I'm not going there, and and stay as calm as you can. Right. Okay. Will do. Yeah, and if I could interject. Thank you very much. Um, really, in the, in the beginning of the show, uh, Giovanna said something that is so important. At, you know, every day, find something that is beautiful mm-hmm. and just yes. sit there and... and meld with that and then that would I mean that was such a, a a wonderful statement that uh Giovanna made earlier on in the show I don't know if you were listening so I thought I would just right. repeat yeah that. no that that yeah because it'll change your my perspective on things for at least for a little while and maybe I'll, well, you, you know you know what and you don't have to you don't have to be that you know 100% of the time but if you just stop a little bit right and Look for something, anything, especially in nature. There's plenty of things that are truly beautiful. And just take right. a moment and be grateful for that. And little by little, that will help to shift things. Okay. Yes. Yes. Oh. Okay. Yes. And I'll, I will send you an email, Giovanna. Okay. All right, Kimberly. Thank you for calling. Thank you so much. Have a good night. Thanks, you Kimberly. Too. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye-bye. Yes, you well, know, Ariel, when I, was, when I was... Say again? <laughs> no, I was going to say in the, the Lower East Side of New York when I was living there, and it, this was years ago, years ago, and I was trying to seek beauty, and there were these hidden gardens in New York that you wouldn't even know were there, and then you look in the gate, and it's just this beautiful arrangement of flowers and all these colors, and it's, it's just so amazing and um, a wonderful thing to, to find, and nature is the go-to solution when you're seeking beauty absolutely and and there i mean there's an endless supply and i mean when i when i walk my dogs through the neighborhood i just fill myself with look at isn't that gorgeous look at the tree look at the flower look at the sky thank you for the eyes to see all of this you know and and there's i mean you can you can find so much beauty in the world and and things other things to be grateful for and like i said you don't have to do it all day long but right. you know if you if you're focused on that intermittently through the day it will help to start shift things and yeah I just, and I, I definitely yes, i agree with that and then also just you know whatever way to give a treat to yourself during the day like for me it was always some kind of um you know, whatever kind of treat I wanted, depending where I was living, I would go and just make take an hour and go and have that. If it was a, a coffee in a coffee shop or a cupcake in a cupcake, whatever it is for for you to have that 
it made a difference for me in bringing, you know, just happiness and a happy vibration. Well, sure. I mean, you, you have to you have to do those things for yourself, and because um, no one knows what will please you more than you do. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Go ahead and do it. Do it for yourself, and yeah. uh, it it does make a great difference. And we this worked out just perfectly because we got through all of the callers, and we're just about out of time. So, um, excellent job, and it has been a real pleasure having you on the show. Can I just can I get in one more thing? Oh, Do sure. Time? Okay. Uh-huh. I well, if we're um, I'm just feeling that there are um, parents that may be listening to this um, whose children may have. Um, you know, been diagnosed with ADD or something. I just want to give some quick tips to help that child to balance their energy. Um, And if they they can get some color cards and um, sit with the child when they're calm and have them look at the color, you know, each one individually, as big as it can be so that the child can really feel that color and see that color. And then find out which, how they feel with each color and then write down which emotion they feel with each color. And when the child is getting overwhelmed or going to have whatever kind of um, attack or even if um, they can catch a seizure early or whatever it is, if you can teach the child to clap in front of their forehead and say stop, because a lot of times with you know these children, they're wired differently and the onslaught of energies is just too much for them and the schools are not supporting them in this. And so if they clap in front of their forehead and say enough or stop or clear, whatever works for them, and then to see a white light around their head and to teach them to take, you know, a deep breath. And this all has to be taught when they're calm and, you know, and it takes practice and eventually they'll remember. And then to use whatever color that they choose for calmness um, to have them think of that color if they're not around something with that color and if they are around something to look at that. And then also to, to tell them that they are in charge of their body and of their self and of their energy field so that they can say that or think that, depending how young the child is, but, um, you know, something along those lines, and, and that, that, that can help. So I just wanted to, to get that in there. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense to me because, like you said, these kids, um, especially, you know, since, since the late 80s, um, children that have come in, have been wired differently. And when you think yeah. about them sitting in schools and every desk in school has a wireless computer and they're broadcasting electromagnetic, you know, microwaves. <clears throat> I mean, in Europe, they're starting to ban that where they can't mm-hmm. have, yeah. you know, wireless. They can, you can hardwire yeah. into, the, into the Internet. But that just that scares the dickens out of me because these children yeah, are the, well, the future. They are, yes. They already know how to work on this 5D grid, which which is in place, but it still needs um, the foundation built and to get stronger while the old 3D is falling. But they know how to work on that, and that's what they're going to do. So, yes, they have to stay healthy, and and they need protection from all of that, the, the lights and the onslaught of energies, yes. Yeah, and for anyone listening, if you think you have a starseed child, and certainly if your starseed the chances are really high that your children are too. Um, children are 400 times 
more vulnerable to the accumulation of radiation and the development of tumors because of cell phones. So if your child is under 16, please do not um, allow them to be, you know, bonded at the hip with the cell phone. It just, it worries me. So um, that's, I'm get, I'll get off my soapbox here because we really only have, <laughs> oh, have a couple so of minutes though. left. And I uh, want to so thank you much for being with us, Giovanna. And once again, your website is beyourbeauty.com. And also, if you are in the California, Los Angeles area, do check out shepresque.org. And uh, I'm a huge animal lover myself. So if you've got um, room in your heart for fostering or adopting um, a German Shepherd, that was my first dog, too, so... Um, oh, and they they do um, ship all over the country. They do ship the dogs because there are a lot of people that love the dogs and they have farms and they love to have the dogs on the farms and they, we do ship them. Excellent. We have good information. Good information. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, on behalf of all of us here at Starseed Radio Academy, we thank you for joining us. And Giovanna, special thanks to you for being with us this evening and sharing your you. energies generously with our audience and um, don't forget about uh, the Crystal Quest not only this um, this coming August 21st but the other the big quest in October let us know if you want more information about that and until we meet again much love to everyone and thanks again Giovanna for joining us thank you so much thank you you're welcome bye bye everyone You've been listening to Starseed Radio Academy. Visit our website at www.starseedhotline.com. Amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.